0: make sure that your seat securely fastened. At this time I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you.
1: Welcome to the fifth episode of the vagabond exchange
0: i'm sure you're able i'm um, i'm surprised you're able to keep up with the number is it
1: five Yep. it's five isn't it mm-hmm. i'm Wem- i'm i'm wemily i'm
0: emily i'm william we're
1: sitting across from each other at a dining room again. somewhere in Nashville, tennessee yeah again we've been on a brief hiatus hope you didn't miss us too much one listener that we're aware of That. <laughs> Here's this podcast.
0: The one listener that's going away soon, so <laughs> we'll be back to zero.
1: That's right. Well, we listen to it, so we have three on a good day. So You're going to stop yeah, listening?
0: Yeah, we'll be into the negative numbers.
1: That's terrible.
0: Less people listening than actually do the show.
1: <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. So what have you been up to the last two weeks, three weeks?
0: Um. Well... We had a holiday that we celebrated.
1: We did. our The celebration of our country's independence. That's right. Fourth of July.
0: And uh, you were kind enough to invite me up to visit with you uh, in Michigan and to visit, visit your family. That's right. So I got to hang out with your parents and your brother, and your brothers, your nephews. Yes, my
1: brothers were there. Yes, that's true.
0: Aunt and uncle, your grandparents. The whole brood. Yeah. Cousins. So...
1: I was kind enough. Are you sure you wanna you wanna rethink that statement after you just listed all the people you were forced to I had a good time? Socialize with? Good. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. I had a good time as well.
0: Went out on a boat and played basketball, ate a lot of good food, saw fireworks by the lake Huron.
1: Yep. Walked a beach.
0: Baseball game.
1: Yes, we did do a lot.
0: Yeah. It was fun. It
1: was a good time. It's and my favorite place in the world.
0: Comerica Park. It's probably top three now for me. Really? Yep.
1: What are you? What's your top two?
0: AT and T and then uh, Progressive.
1: Really, you like Progressive better than Comerica? Uh,
0: they're neck and neck.
1: hmm <laughs> Is Comerica number two with you? Two on with that. you? Yeah. Yeah. No. Comerica is a very, very close second to the Giants Field, especially after uh, after this last the time. seats that we had. Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: Uh. Well. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, we had a good uh, good little run there. We did. Spent some time in northern Michigan. Came yeah. down to Detroit. Don't judge. Everybody needs to visit Detroit. I agree. You're not going to die. I promise.
0: Don't judge it before you visit it.
1: Stay downtown or stay by over by the university, Wayne State University. There's some great places. Should we talk about the hotel that we stayed at? Uh, it
0: was pretty slick. It was very slick.
1: Uh, it's the Inn on Ferry Street. And it's over um, near a university in Detroit called Wayne State University. And um, it's a like th- a series of three old houses that they renovated into this really great, It's I guess you could call it a hotel, but it's more of like an inn. Not really a bed and breakfast, though. Right. Um, but really nice, big, spacious rooms. A little, little uh, historical, but not to the point where you're like sleeping on toothpicks.
0: Right. And, and uh, I always
1: judge a hotel by the bathrooms. And they the had bathroom. A very nice
0: bathroom, very nice shower.
1: Yes. And it was very clean. Very clean. And it was roomy. You yes. didn't feel like you were gonna turn around and hit your hat on something.
0: Yeah. And they had a nice little sitting area mm-hmm. in the uh with the window that kinda bubbles out yeah. over the street, nice view of the street. Mm-hmm. So I was very pleased with the uh with the hotel, the accommodation.
1: Yes, and they also had free parking, free internet. Uh, a free breakfast which we didn't have the breakfast but right. it looked I walked through there and they had like waffles and oh really yeah and fruit and it was like semi-continental with a couple warm items but it was nice and you can stay downtown there's some pretty good hotels downtown in safe areas but they um, they they were about the same price but they would have charged you for all that all those amenities
0: parking and all that
1: yep and they had a free shuttle our hotel had a free shuttle right it took us forth. to
0: Comerica Park mm-hmm and uh, so yeah, I w- well, I don't know if we want to segue, but while we were there, we saw uh,
1: we saw a few, mo- a couple movies.
0: Did we see a couple of movies? Well, I guess we just saw one, one movie, movie there. Yeah. yeah, we saw Public Enemies.
1: Yes, we did.
0: Starring
1: Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Marion Cot- Cotillard. Cotillard. I don't know how
0: to. Cotillard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Mann directed, and um, oh, and Christian Bale.
1: Yeah, that's right, Christian Bale. And uh, Lele, Lele Soblieski, did you see that? She was in, at the end of it? Who I was? don't want to give it away. She plays the uh, friend of the Russian.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That was kind of weird, though. It was like, just randomly just, placed there. Right. So. So it's like so Helen what,
0: Hunt in this movie?
1: <laughs> so what did you think, William?
0: Um. Well, I have to be honest. We saw it in an old AMC theater, so, you know, the environment, the -hmm. atmosphere probably didn't help because this theater was so old, they didn't have stadium seating, right? and, um, you know, one of the doors was propped up, like, propped open halfway through the movie, and you could hear all this outside noise, and so you had these minor distractions. Uh, At the same time, I wasn't that impressed with the film. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm always impressed with Johnny Depp. I think he's a great actor, and, uh, but... I'm not sure that uh, I don't know that I felt like something was lacking. Yeah. And then the uh, I didn't really feel the chemistry between Johnny Depp and the, his Cotillard or whatever.
1: Yeah. His love interest in the movie. Right. I was disappointed. I was you know I was really excited to see that. I've been right. like every every time the preview comes out I like nudge you in the movie theater. Yeah. But it I just well first of all we talked about this I don't think they gave Johnny Depp any dialogue. Like, there wasn't really any... You know what I mean? Like, there were there were a few kind of, like, catch lines where right. he'd say something, you know, very fast and cleverly. But other than that, it was just... It was weak.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did... That part mm-hmm. uh, bothered me. It didn't bother me. I don't know that much about John Dillinger.
1: Mm-mm. So
0: I didn't know if he was overall kind of a... Um, you know, a reserved guy if he... Right. Did very much talking. I will say that the action scenes were pretty good. Yeah. The, the, the shootouts and gunfights and, you know... Uh, the chase Baby face Nelson. Yeah. Just, and some of the characters, the secondary characters were pretty, uh, good. pretty good, yeah. But the movie overall just kind of left me wanting more, more, especially with, you know, such a great actor and great director. And uh, so... So yeah, a bit disappointed, and it's not really doing that well I was a box say, office. I, mean,
1: I don't think I heard anything about it after the first week it was out. No. And so, for those of you who may be listening for the first time this week, <laughs> um, we like to rate movies, and we have a little contest, I guess you could say, to see who will get closest to the rating given on imdb.com. com. Right. And if you'd like to tell us what you think about any movie or give us suggestions for what you think we should see, since we are kind of movie heavy on this podcast, you can email us at vagabondexchange at com.
0: Yes. And we actually had our email cherry broken, right? We did. We <laughs> Popped. <laughs> <laughs> we received our, uh, our first email yes, a couple of weeks ago. We did. So From a
1: completely anonymous... Uh, it's just
0: very random... Out of the blue,
1: we had no idea it was coming
0: I think uh, this person was homeless actually, <laughs> so I'm not even <laughs> sure how she's able to listen to the podcast, but we do appreciate it
1: yes, thank you
0: um so what would you rate public enemies?
1: Well, I have to say I have to give it kind of a lower rating because my expectation was much higher
0: yeah.
1: I give it a six and a half
0: yeah, I'll give it a seven because I can't um, imagine giving anything above with a Johnny seven. Depp beneath the Seven.
1: Oh, really yeah see that's i think that's what disappointed me because usually he's so picky about what he takes
0: well from what i read i mean he studied he whatever recordings he could listen to he listened to and he i mean he's a, a real yeah
1: and maybe if i knew more about john dillinger i'd feel differently
0: yeah so the rating is 7.7 7. it's well, doing there you go. yeah not bad it's
1: not bad not uh-huh. bad Okay.
0: So uh, and we've
1: uh, we've seen some other stuff. Yep. too. We've actually seen quite a few movies.
0: Right. So I, I guess the next one in line that we saw was uh, "Away We Go." Yes. Kind of independent film with uh, Maya Rudolph, John Krasinski.
1: Hmm. Had a bunch of people. Uh, lots of funny supporting cast members. Um,
0: Jim Gaffigan. Jim
1: Gaffigan. Allison Janney. Uh.
0: Jeff Daniels. Yes. Catherine O'Hara. Was it Catherine O'Hara? The wife? Who's the wife?
1: Yes, yes, Catherine O'Hara, who plays uh, his mo- the mom John of mom. John yeah. yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal was in there. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, the chick from, uh, uh, the woman from uh, <laughs> Two and a Half Men that plays the crazy yeah, girlfriend. Yeah,
1: Rose, who plays Rose on Two and a Half Men. Yeah, she was in it. And also, for those of you Six Feet Under fans, the uh, Claire's love interest in the last season, Ted, he was in that movie as well. I don't see his name here. Scroll, um, scroll, scroll. <laughs> just kidding. Chris Messina, I think is that.
0: Is that who it is? Yeah. And I like him because he's cute. Uh, Carmen, Carmen Ejogo, who uh, who played oh, yeah. the sister of Maya Rudolph in the movie, who we both find very, very attractive. She's a beautiful woman, and she's actually married to Jeffrey Wright, so who's how a great actor in his own right. Exactly.
1: So. Like how fantastic is their house? Probably.
0: Yeah. Um
1: so i loved that movie this is like right up my alley like (laughs) somewhat dysfunctional people that like just kind of figure out their own way and everything ends as it should that's like i could not ask for anything better than the way that movie ended really yeah
0: i liked it i didn't like it as much as you did um i was very impressed i think john krasinski is a really good actor anyway and a, a good comedic actor but I know this was kind of out of Maya Rudolph's um, territory, right? And so I was very impressed by her job. I thought she was very, um, she's funny. She's always funny, but right. she's also very touching.
1: She was very touching, and they both had kind of like these like vulnerabilities that I thought they both expressed really, really well.
0: Right, and the chemistry was great between. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have you got to have, just like we were talking with Public Enemies. If you don't buy the chemistry, then it kind of hurts the entire film. Yep. So. They worked really well together. I mean, there's a scene where they're like giving voices to stuffed animals. Yes. It's probably one of my favorite scenes was in the movie. It was a great scene. In the scene. movie, so yeah. They were um, a
1: very believable couple. Like, I could see myself hanging out with them. I think that's why I liked it.
0: Yeah. I, I guess the two things that bothered me uh, was one, it kind of had that, it could rain at any moment uh, feel to it the whole time, which reminded me somewhat, a lot of Garden State. I think the fact that they're... It reminded me so much of Garden State, yeah, it, it was a bit of a distraction for me, and the other thing is i'm I'm big on music and movies,
1: yeah,
0: and the, whoever I don't know who the the guy was that was singing most of the songs, mm-hmm. but he sounded like Nick so much like Nick Drake, yeah, but he wasn't Nick Drake, so that bothered me too, but the movie itself
1: was good See, you know, I'm not as familiar with Nick Drake, and I've only seen Garden State once, and it was in the theater when it came out, so I don't really have that like perspective
0: okay
1: but it kind of i felt it kind of reminded me of juno like i i just really like that whole like because that's how people really are like nobody is like this functional like first of all nobody is constantly in tumult. like nobody's constantly like upset or angry all the time which i think a lot of movies show like couples that are constantly either like very very sexy all the time or always dysfunctional or always completely functional. Like, they were just a good mix of, like, these are people who fundamentally were, like each other and get along, but, like...
0: Yeah, their issues just like trouble anybody with else. Right, exactly. That's why they, I liked it. as they go along throughout the picture, you kind of see they bump into other characters who have their own issues. Right.
1: Who seemingly so, have it all together. Who, r- from, like, right, you know... Right,
0: from their kind of looking from the outside in, that's how they see it. Right. But then as they connect... I think they kind of learn more about themselves as they go along, as well. Exactly. And um, yeah, it wasn't a bad film, and I, and the the uh, the side characters were all very entertaining, and yes, I laughed a lot during the movie. I did too. It was very funny. Yeah. Um. So.
1: I, <laughs> I give it an eight point three.
0: Uh, I give it a seven.
1: You give everything a seven. And I
0: don't. 7.9 <laughs> so it's good it is good it's very good actually
1: oh and sam mendez directed it we should say oh that. yeah because I, I, I was worried it was going to be like all of other sam mendez's films where it's like Stark completely and, depressing yeah but it wasn't i thought no, i was, it was worried. very very different than. and he did well i thought for like that being kind I of a never would have. yeah i, I never have would have
0: it guessed, it guessed it was a, yeah because he did uh the last couple of movies have been like Reservation Road is that the name uh, of
1: Revolutionary it? Revolutionary Road. Yeah,
0: Revolutionary Road.
1: And that other one,
0: uh, uh, the one with uh, ke- um, Kevin Spacey. What's which one is that? And is then American there's American Beauty. Ameri- American Beauty.
1: And didn't he, I thought he directed The Reader too?
0: Or no, I, he, I don't I think he did out? The Reader, but he did um, The Rope to Perdition. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is also a very dark film.
1: His full name is Samuel Alexander Mendez for those of you <laughs> who wonder.
0: He did Jar Hit. I didn't know he did. Oh, Jarhead. did he? We'll oh. see.
1: See, I like movies. oh and cabaret. How do you like them, apples? <laughs> um I I I don't like I like movies where you can tell who the director is, but I also like in the same way with music, like I don't want to like go see a movie and be like, Oh yeah, that was typical of Sam Mendez. Like yeah.
0: Like, cliché, cliché. Exactly. Where it becomes a... Yeah, and that... Yeah. Like a gimmick. I almost. had actually forgotten watching Away We Go that it was a Sam Mendes picture. Mm-hmm. So...
1: And things... He directed... Or produced... Oh, produced. Never mind. Forget I think Things I mean. We Lost in a Fire. Yeah.
0: Which I didn't really care for. I
1: didn't either. That was, like...
0: Dreck. De-
1: <laughs> wonderfully depressing. Yeah. Or, like, dreadfully depressing.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so then uh, last week...
1: Or mm-hmm.
0: a week and, week and a half ago. Jeez. Well, last, not this Friday, this past Friday, but the Friday before, mm-hmm. we saw the new Sasha Baron Cohen film, uh, Bruno.
1: Bruno. I'm Bruno.
0: Yeah. And how do you describe Bruno? Uh,
1: Bruno is a former, well, the character is a former model. Well, sort of this ousted model, because I, I don't remember what he did, but he did something that ticked a bunch of people off um he is has a lot of effeminate qualities um he's also homosexual in the movie right. um but he he leaves whatever his country was i don't remember and comes to america to become a celebrity which is kind of funny because it sort of plays on that whole like a celebrity you're a celebrity for no reason kind of thing right. um so that's kind of where the story starts
0: right and he has yeah the whole movie kind of follows mm-hmm. him in his quest to, to become, be- a become a celebrity, for instance, he uh tries to get kidnapped by a I guess it's a Palestinian mm-hmm. terrorist and um,
1: he uh, he tries to get a TV show right Which is very he has this focus group that <laughs> watches this very risque television show that he's produced right. And he, oh, he tries to become straight. Right. It's another thing he did.
0: Those. Well, first of all, the movie to me, the movie wasn't as good as Borat. Hmm. Um. I I felt like there was more of a shock factor to this movie than actual trying to entertain or maybe even kind of impart a message. Right. When there were segments where, like, when he goes to see these gay convert converters. Right. Those I actually those scenes I found interesting just mm-hmm. because you're like these kind of people exist and this is right. the kind of conversations that you know they have. Where there's a, a part where you ask if you can play a certain in, continue to play a certain <laughs> instrument, right? And the guy's like, "Well, if it makes you have these certain thoughts, then no, then you probably no, you shouldn't. should play." Those parts I found interesting and funny and humorous
1: and enlightening a little bit, you know.
0: Right into the kind of the way people think and right. um, and I guess if there had been more of that. In the movie, like where he disrupts a a kind of a picketing yes, homosexuals. Because you know this stuff goes on. Right. And to see somebody kind of confront that situation. Right. I I, I enjoyed that. But the the shock factor, that kind of, uh, I don't know, with Borat, I guess there were some parts in Borat that were like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember laughing pretty heartily at them, but... Mm -hmm. uh, they weren't I didn't laugh that much at this movie. At least no. I may have chuckled every now and then.
1: Well and I guess um I, I like that he's confronting sort of like the mentality about homosexuality. Right. Because I think it's important to kind of point those things out like, hey, for as for as open and sort of like accepting as people appear I don't think I think when people are truly confronted with like the actual sexuality part of homosexuality it's still very very uncomfortable. Right. So I can appreciate what he was trying to do. I don't like first of all I don't like the I don't like it when he when he went goes to other countries and sort of exploits those people like if you want to do that to stupid americans go for it like i'm fine with that and they show a lot of like like there's a (laughs) a scene where he goes to a swingers party and it's all these people that sort of like you know
0: right oh why does it bother you with other countries uh,
1: because i guess because to me even even when he goes and talks to that guy who i think was probably a terrorist
0: yeah i think he was a former He was associated, formally associated with a terrorist organization.
1: Like I, I guess because I feel like it's sort of like those people. The the reason he gets away with acting that way is because there's a language and cultural barrier that I have a problem with. But like when he goes to the Amer, when he when he does it with Americans who should know better and are just stupid, like that's one thing. But like to go to a different country and sort of exploit that. Difference to me, that's not right.
0: Um, that didn't bother me so much because, uh, well, first of all, where is he from?
1: Where's Sasha Baron Cohen from? Yeah, I have no idea.
0: I don't think he's American. I, I could don't be think wrong he is either. And then um, I think he's Jewish, mm-hmm. so I think he has his own issues with the whole Israeli-Palestinian sure. thing, and so.
1: But I don't think the way to I, I don't I don't agree with the way he goes about that.
0: Okay. That that didn't bother me so much. You know, I guess... It's hard for me to enjoy because, a movie
1: when I see that
0: happen. Because I could say the same thing, because a lot of the anti-gay sentiment in the film seems mm-hmm. to come from Southerners. Yes. And so I could say the same thing, it seems like... Because it, it gives you the impression that most people who are, you know, anti-gay mm-hmm. um, are from the South, and I don't believe that at all.
1: I don't believe... I think there's a but higher percentage in the South...
0: Uh, uh, well, the South is probably more conservative mm-hmm. overall, right? Um, I, but I the think impression I, I th- got from the film is that almost the majority of the people where that you had this sentiment is were were Southern people. I mean, you think of the scenes where he's camping mm-hmm. with these guys with these hunters, or the wrestling scene, right? I mean, these were all
1: like Alabama, like right. dirty deep South, right. yeah. So well, that and he also goes to very like the the uh, p- the reverend or pastor or whatever that was the gay converter. Right. He goes to very like remote, minuscule towns. He doesn't. I mean, he's not like he's going to Atlanta. You know, like these are like rural areas where he's going. So you're going right. to see that mentality. I think a little bit more if he went to like some podunk mm-hmm. town in the Midwest. I think it he'd would see be the, the same
0: thing. way. But I didn't see that in the film. Right. So that like. It bothered you that he went to other countries and kind of exploited those Mm -hmm. people. I kind of got the same feeling being from the South. Yeah. And trust me, I have my own problems with people from the South. But, yeah, I kind of felt that same way.
1: And I guess because I'm originally from the North and now I live in the South, and I sort of was surprised at how how different the mentality is here than it is in the North, I sort of accepted that, which probably isn't fair of me. Right. right? And we could
0: probably have an argument about... We could. The mentality. I think it's more overt, maybe, down
1: here. The argument we've had for the last two years. (laughs) Ongoing (laughs) argument.
0: Yeah. So, but anyway, what would you uh, give Bruno?
1: I'd give it a six and a half. Uh, You're going to give it a seven. I can already. No. I'd probably give it a.
0: I'll go six and a half. I'd probably go lower, actually, but I'll say six and a half. 7.1. 7.1. And, of course, these movies haven't been out that long. So over time, they could that could change. That's true. Um, and can
1: I just say one thing for people who may be listening to this? Be prepared to see a lot of male genitalia if you go see this movie. Like, really? Do we really need to see that? I get that it was for shock value or whatever. Yeah. But, like.
0: He's proud of his.
1: Apparently. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you
0: i agree i just really it's a penis I, I have that. one i've seen it, <laughs> you see it on the it's time. not as white as yours it's but, like
1: boobs like you know well see and you're gonna disagree about <laughs> boobs but i'm just a saying like
0: aesthetic beauty to boobs that i don't get with the male people no i don't think so either you don't agree oh you agree or yeah
1: i mean
0: i wonder what is is he still engaged to isla fisher
1: I think so. I know they have a child together.
0: I wonder how she feels about all of his about his exports. putting his
1: junk on TV. Yeah.
0: Um. So. Okay. One more film. Yes. Yeah, that one we more just song. saw uh, a couple of days ago. I uh,
1: love you, Beth Cooper. Yep. Starring Hayden, whose last name I cannot pronounce. Hayden Panettiere, I think, is how you say it. Okay. Panettiere, Pantieri. Um, and a bunch of people I didn't know.
0: Right. The guy. Not the main guy, but his friend we've seen in a couple of movies. Have we? I think he was in the Nick and Nora movie. He oh. played like the jerk boyfriend. Did he? That gets hit, but it... We'll check. I don't want to check now because I don't want to see the rating. Yeah. But once we look it up. Okay. Um. So it's... The movie starts... Well, what's the overall theme of the movie?
1: I think the overall theme was sort of like, uh, you only live once, maybe?
0: You only live once.
1: Like... Don't hold back, sort of.
0: And kind of th- see enjoy
1: this time of your life. It's a very like adolescent. Don't avoid who you are. Right, exactly.
0: Because the uh, the opening scene was a very I've never seen that. In the, uh, you see plenty. The opening scene is kind of a graduation valedictorian speech. speech, yeah. And what he does and what he says in this scene, I've never seen in any other movie. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was kind of interesting uh and that it departed from what you're you're used to seeing. Right. And it kind of set up the theme for the rest of the the picture. Right.
1: And it's not it wasn't as teenager-y as I thought it yeah, was Yeah, it's not be. your
0: typical teenage sex romp. Right. Like, you know, all all focused on physical humor. Exactly. And sexual kind of shock value and right. Yeah.
1: It was cute. There were there were some moments. I mean, it, it was like that was. It reminded me of high, like of high, how high school truly was. Like that's really how people acted, and you sort of find out things about people when you interact with them one on one. That maybe when you're in your little social cliques, you don't really see them. Right. It just. It. It reminded me of ten years ago when I was graduating from high school.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. And it, it took the stereotype, the stereotypical kind of people that like the bully and the cheerleader and, and, and the, the nerd. Stuck-up. Yeah. yeah. And it dug deeper into why are these people the way that they are? Right. There's more there than just, what, you know, the facade, and you, you know. And this film examines that. Um, and it play, there's, like, a lot of dialogue where there's just two people talking like mature individuals mm-hmm. figuring things out. But there's a lot of physical humor as well. Yes. And um, I was impressed with it. It's not doing well. It's not? No not making a a lot at the box office but i enjoyed it
1: i did too and the other thing i enjoyed was that um the three there's three female characters that are sort of like the main female characters and i liked that all of them had like real bodies they weren't like these tiny size double zero teenagers like you're seeing on like gossip girl and beverly hills 90210 like that kind of thing, and pretty much every other teenager movie that comes right. out, they all looked like normal young ladies.
0: Like they eat,
1: right? So I appreciated that because I think it's important. I imagine that there's a lot of high school girls going to see this movie, so I the, think it's important And high school guys too right. to Wait, see like.
0: Having said that, you know when we saw it, there was like there was there were a group <laughs> of people sitting in front of us, rows ahead,
1: about s- probably seven, six or seven people,
0: guys, right? Yeah. But I thought, yeah, I thought there were a mix. Of men and women? Were
1: there? I thought no. they were... Oh. That's what
0: I thought during the movie when I heard them laughing oh. and shouting and giggling. And then when we left, it was all dudes. Dudes, yeah. yeah.
1: So I think it's important to see that like image as, you know, as like, these. this is a real woman. Like, these are actually what 18-year-olds look like.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're not all tiny with big boobs.
0: Right. So... Would it be safe to say that after Away We Go, that's probably, out of the group of four movies we saw, that's yeah. number two? Yeah. So what would you give I Love You, Beth Cooper?
1: I would give it, I'd give it an eight.
0: I would give it uh, an like eight.
1: A, yeah, 7.8 or something. A high seven, a low eight. And? <laughs> you typed in I love Beth Cooper.
0: <laughs> Did I? <laughs> well, I got it right. <laughs> 4.7.
1: Jeez! Wow! I wonder who's rating these.
0: Surprisingly bad and unfunny.
1: Oh, we were gonna look up that actor. Yeah, he's um. Jack Carpenter. Jack
0: Carpenter. So I guarantee you, he was in that Nick and Nora film.
1: He's kind of a cutie.
0: No, he wasn't. See? Wow! Now I'm wondering who that was.
1: Held up, Sidney White, and Lipschitz saves the world.
0: I haven't seen it. Okay, he's new.
1: Yeah, I wonder what Harvest is. It comes out later. Hmm. Do you want to talk about movies that we want to see? Because we always watch... I love watching the previews. The trailers? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Did did you see one recently that we haven't seen before?
1: Mm, Maybe not. Never mind. Now that I got all excited.
0: Well, that, I guess because that orphan, we just saw that orphan thing. Well, Harry Potter. I want to see Harry Potter. Potter. 500 Days of Summer, we want to yes, see that. Yes,
1: we do want to see that with Zoe Deschanel and Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: Yeah. Um, oh,
1: Funny People. We talked about Funny People. Funny People. people. Mm-hmm.
0: And then on the first, uh, or the seventh, there's uh, Julie. Julie and Julia, which right. we talked about before. Right. So, we still have a couple of weeks of uh, good, good summer summer
1: and then we we'll, we watch crap in september.
0: No, cuz we want uh, September's a, there's a movie we're going to see with um I don't where they know. work Jack in a factory that. and Ben Affleck
1: Oh, in it. uh Justin Bateman's in it. Yeah, 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 and, Justin. Uh, Myla Kunis or whatever. Uh I know what you're talking about. It's something like I don't remember.
0: Yeah. But we in wa- District 9 we want to see.
1: Yeah, we do want to see District 9.
0: So that comes out in September, I think. So we got a couple of things coming up.
1: I, I am not seeing Jennifer's Body with you, if you want to see that you're on your own. Jennifer's Body? That's a Diablo Cody movie with Megan Fox.
0: Uh, oh. Uh, I've kind of... If Diablo Although Cody... Although
1: Adam Brody's in it. Oh, that so I might that be change, to might, see
0: it. What is this The Informant? Just a Matt picture Damon, of Matt Damon. Look oh, it's
1: Patton Oswald
0: too. Steven Soderbergh, that could be good. That
1: looks funny. Uh, what's it about?
0: The U.S. government decides to go on an agri business giant. Go after an agri business giant with a price fixing accusation based on the evidence submitted by their star witness. Company man turned whistleblower, Matt Whitaker, played by Matt Damon.
1: <laughs> the picture of Matt Damon on this post, this movie <laughs> poster, is hilarious. <laughs> he has like a Magnum P.I. mustache and giant corrective spectacles. Uh, Matt
0: Damon's, uh, he doesn't take himself too seriously. No,
1: he doesn't. I love Matt Damon. Can I just say that?
0: Yeah. He's uh he's really a great actor, and he's um he seems to be a pretty intelligent guy, and I guess he was over in India. Just, really? Yeah. With, he just started watered out of work or something like that.
1: Oh, where they are getting them clean drinking water? Right, is that where they're helping them create uh, methods of like capturing rainwater and things like that, and I hot think water so. heaters? I saw that. I actually saw a really great documentary on PBS about that. Oh, really? Where all these and, and they actually partner with Indian um, companies or even like independent. Uh, startup businesses, mm-hmm. where they're helping them actually start businesses to go around and create these methods of capturing and filtering water. It's a really cool concept.
0: So he's a an active guy. He is not an active guy. A, he's not just a pretty face. Right. Uh, <laughs> Extract. Extract. Is that the name of it?
1: Yeah. Uh, isn't Ben Affleck in that movie too?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But are you the, sure it's yeah, called Extract?
1: Click on it. I got ten bucks.
0: You're right. Extract.
1: What? What? Oh, it's directed by Mike Judge. I yeah. Mike Judge. So
0: we're going to see that, like, when we we're talking about going to Cincinnati in September. So yeah. That'll see be cool. That while we're on the trip. Yep. Yep. Um. Okay. So I guess it's That's our movie, our movie <laughs> talk, which lasted like half an hour. <laughs> so if you don't like movies, then
1: you should probably listen to somebody else. Yep. Just kidding. Piss just off. kidding. Listen to us. We won't talk about movies all the time.
0: Or listen to somebody else. <laughs> because you're not listening now, I don't care. Hey. No, what I'm saying is you're not hearing me say, go listen to someone else because you're not That's listening true. now. That's true. Yeah. There was one thing, a couple of, like, maybe our first podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. We talked about this new law in Tennessee, texting while driving. Right. Right. And it didn't actually go into place until about two weeks ago.
1: And the law is not to text while drive, just for just for those of you who may be picking it up, picking up for the first time. The law is that you will get a ticket if you're caught texting while driving.
0: Right. What were you...
1: Well, you said texting while... There's a new law texting while driving.
0: <laughs> okay. Texting while... Is I just wanted to clarify. I appreciate that. Well, that's anyway... That's what I'm here for. In the two weeks that it's been effective or uh, that it's been active mm-hmm. there have only been two tickets written but the thing is the the reason why they're not catching that many people and i want to quote this correctly mm-hmm. uh oh and just to read parts of this article it says this one person considers himself quite skilled at texting and driving sometimes i swerve but usually when i start swerving i stop texting
1: <laughs> well, that's a good that's a really a good philosophy right right and really, you can apply that to anything that you're doing in the car. Like, sometimes I shave my legs, but when I swerve, I stop shaving. Right.
0: You stop texting because you've hit a tree.
1: <laughs> I stop texting because I'm unconscious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So it's just idiotic that you would say something like that. And I don't like Corey calling people, Oliver. Corey Oliver. Right.
1: If you're listening to this, Corey Oliver.
0: From Tennessee. You know uh, who you are, Corey. Special Ed student, whoever <laughs> be, you are. Short, be nice.
1: We don't know if he's special Ed.
0: I know. But that's a special ed kind of it's, thing to it's say. It's a
1: special ed statement. I agree with that.
0: Um, okay, now there's what I, the part out okay. This is what the police say. This is why it's difficult to enforce the law. Right. You have to observe somebody texting for a period of time and dif- differentiate between texting and dialing on the cell phone.
1: Right.
0: So you know why this bothers me? Why? Because the law is. Distracted driving. Right. Yeah, You can't text while driving. Right. But you can dial a number while driving. Well, that bothers me, too. Uh But you're texting while you're driving, and the only way the police officer can determine that you're texting while driving is to observe you for a certain period of time, which means that his eyes are also off the road because right. he's too busy observing you. Right. So you don't only have one person <laughs> endangering the lives of others. You have, you have a, one person and a police officer right, endangering like the lives Right, like a
1: public of officer endangering the lives of others. Right.
0: So I'm starting to question the... Um,
1: Perhaps you should write to your congressman or woman.
0: Well, I'm, most of these people senator wanted this law in place so
1: well that's what i'm saying maybe they need to put some controls around it
0: i guess it says that one senator who's behind the, the law thinks the goal is being accomplished hopefully a lot of folks are not doing it anymore and it is harder to enforce but then it says some teenag- teenagers say they aren't going to stop it's easier to text than talk on the phone my social life is important
1: which is true. Right. I mean, we really don't want to cut into anybody's social time.
0: Uh, exactly.
1: So let me ask you this, Mr. Skeptical of Texting While Driving Law. Have yeah. you stopped texting while driving? I have
0: not texted one once since I've, I've received text.
1: Have you read them?
0: Uh, I may have read them. Hmm. But that's not texting. That's right. reading while driving.
1: Okay. Mr. Justification.
0: Um, so anyway, that... that bugged me a little bit so i just wanted to bring that up um fair enough so what else anything uh going on in your life that you No. (laughs) nothing at all (laughs) so this week we have movies and texting while driving
1: again sorry about that in michigan In michigan okay in michigan yeah it's good stuff i'm trying to think of other recommendations i could give about visiting michigan but we really didn't go to any like Cool restaurants or anything
0: No Where did we go? Yeah we went
1: We went to that weird like uh, Fishy Diner place Yeah That had strange fish tanks on either end It was like an island theme And we also went to Chili's Which is always delicious (laughs) (laughs) So if you're ever in Detroit Go up to the exit on uh, uh, 14 mile road And there's a Chili's over there by Oakland Mall it's delicious it is
0: delicious and quite an experience unique experience
1: <laughs> i recommend the club taco but just
0: go to the mall
1: yeah the mall is also enjoyable. they have a
0: raiders of the lost ark pinball game no oh, yeah, there's, pirates there's of the caribbean
1: there's a Carina. giant arcade in that mall yeah and i think you had you had about 20 minutes of like pure enjoyment i did in that arcade yeah.
0: while we were in michigan i got a phone call yeah. I wasn't even near a, a TV or anything, so this was out of the blue and pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call from a friend who told me that uh, Steve McNair, the quarterback for the the former quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, had been shot and killed. Yes. And
1: uh, and you le- really liked Steve McNair, so you were sad. I did.
0: I admired Steve McNair, I, um, especially on the football field. I thought he was a, a great player. He played hurt. A lot of people now, you know, after he died, everybody's like, you know, we love Steve McNair. He was a great player. But I remember when he first started, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of people that wanted him. They didn't believe in him. They wanted him yanked off the field.
1: Well, and And Titans fans are pretty rabid. I mean, they don't. If you start dinking around, woo, it's not fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a certain degree of impatience there. Yeah. But Steve McNair came from the original group of. Greats that, you know, he was really my first quarterback. Mm -hmm. Like you're from Michigan, so you had the Lions, Mm -hmm. and so you had certain players that you could cling to, Barry Sanders,
1: yeah, or one player, right? (laughs) Well,
0: you had a couple. I can't remember all of them, but but we didn't have any. I mean, I didn't. We didn't have any professional teams when I was a kid, right? Right. So then we got the Titans, and we had Steve McNair, Eddie George, so. He was like my first real quarterback. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of, it was like having, and the way he died, the fact that it was, what they've determined so far is a murder, suicide. Right. He was seeing a woman that wasn't his wife. Um, They've been seeing each other, I guess, for six months. Mm -hmm. Something transpired. She ended up, he ended up being shot four times, twice in the head, twice in the chest, I think. And then she killed herself.
1: Right. Allegedly. Allegedly.
0: (laughs) <laughs> so the whole story is pretty um disturbing. Gruesome. Gruesome. And he was young, younger than me actually. So
1: Well just by a couple months. A couple not like months. He was, you're like yeah, ten
0: but, years older than him. But yeah, I but guess it, I, I look at it that way because he, he accomplished so much and he went to a super bowl. Yeah. I haven't been to a Super Bowl yet and I'm thinking I probably won't be. But uh Do
1: you want to go to a Super Bowl?
0: Not now, no. But um that was never a goal. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've never been to a Super Bowl either. If it makes you feel any better, it, no.
0: But the uh,
1: I understand what yeah. you're saying. But and it's the mortality uh, thing. When somebody your age dies, it's like, ooh,
0: right. Yeah. Or what do I need to do? Somebody you admire, if they were dead by the time you reach a certain age, like I'm a huge Charlie Parker fan. Yeah, and he died when he was 34. And, you know, he's still influencing people all across the world. Right. He died before, you know, the age that I am right now. Well, now you're I've influenced influencing maybe
1: people.
0: a couple of uh, Pigeons? newborns.
1: You've influenced newborns? Yes. Really? hmm Wow. So. Were they your newborns?
0: Uh, um, no. Were they you were. Completing uh, the fifth on that one? Yeah. So that was the Steve McNair thing.
1: Yeah. It's just yeah. sad.
0: Yeah. The circumstances make it even sadder. Yeah. Because, you know, apparently this woman's like 20 years old, just turned 20, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, sad situation. It's mostly
1: sad. I I still say that his kids are the biggest victim here. Right. He had, like, what, four boys? Four
0: boys. And I guess his wife, too, because she wasn't aware. According to her, she wasn't aware of any of this. Really? I didn't
1: know that she'd made any public...
0: I don't think she's making a public statement, but that's what they, I guess she told the cops, maybe, that she didn't know that this woman existed. She really? didn't know that he was, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So, I actually, I was standing up for him saying, you know, maybe, because all these people were coming down on him, he's. Cheating on his wife, this and that. Well,
1: in the circle, I, I think you have to say, like, the circumstances around h- how he was cheating, like, they were going on vacations together. Like, right. there were clips of them parasailing in, like, Mexico or something. Right. And he's taking he her, to, her Hawaii. to Hawaii. They were, he, he had an apartment for her that they were sharing. I mean, like, he, he had bought her a car or something. Right. You would think. That he that as a, his wife would have to know something was happening.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. And, I may, mean, and you
1: know, you never know how people are. They might have had an arrangement or an agreement. And so that's why I was and reluctant. Plus their house was up for sale. Right.
0: And um, he had gone to Mexico with just the boys, I think, and right. not her. So that all leads you to believe that there's some estrangement there. That's, and they
1: might have been having problems, and she didn't know that he was... They might have been having problems, and she still didn't know this woman existed. Right. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So...
1: But the problem with living that kind of life, especially when you have set up, I guess what bothered me was like, when you put your name on something, like he had a foundation called like the Steve McNair Foundation. Right. I think you sort of are setting a precedent that you're living clean. Yeah. I don't know. I feel bad judging someone who's dead, but there's an issue there. And also when you... Die with all of these skeletons, you leave the people who loved you to explain your behavior, and that's not fair.
0: Yeah, I think that's the bad part is that he'll never have the opportunity to apologize to explain himself because, like his coach said, Coach Fisher Mm -hmm. said, if Steve were here, he would say, You know, I've done wrong, I'm very sorry, I'm humiliated. Um, having his name on a foundation, I I kind of agree with that, Mm -hmm. I just think probably every single person that has their name on the foundation has done or is doing something that they wouldn't want people they to know regret. about. Right. And you think of people that we regard highly even now, even knowing that their flaws like mm-hmm. JFK, Martin Luther King and Right. It doesn't we know this but it doesn't I feel detract from the good things that they did.
1: And I don't want it to, I don't want it to because it sounded like he was pretty philanthropic. Right. I mean he He's done a lot for the community and even communities outside of Tennessee, the South in general. Right. Hurricane Katrina victims. Yeah. So that's what sucks is that like that, that stuff he goes gets out overshadowed. Little, like, the you know? low
0: lowest note. Right. Yeah. If this had been found out, but then he was able to redeem himself, that would have been yeah. Right. So
1: it's just it's bad, and that I feel sorry for that woman's family too. Right. You know,
0: and they've hired a lawyer because uh, there's a lot of inconsistencies in what. Really? Yeah. For instance, they said that uh, the woman was right-handed and shot herself. It's they say shot herself with the right with her right hand, okay. but the gunpowder was on her left hand. Really? Yeah. And so they're they're also wondering, you know, why. It, and it, once they brought this up, it kind of makes you think, too, you know, why go through the whole thing of shooting him in one side of the head and then the other side of the head and then twice in the chest?
1: That's what didn't make sense to me either. I mean, unless she was so mentally affected right. that she, you know, just went crazy. Ballistic, yeah. Which, I, you know, I've met some women who could probably do that kind of thing. I but I, I just think, it, you're right, it's strange. Like, I, I think about myself and I think about relations, I've, relationships I've been in where it's been like, really difficult to right. kind of get over somebody or like you're just like so hurt or so upset or whatever that you're like I, I can't Im- but I still can't imagine like having having that in me to shoot someone four times right and then walk around, sit down next to him and shoot my it was very it's too deliberate for a crazy person, I feel like.
0: Yeah. I mean we've all been to very dark places. Right, right. And you almost you have that kind of fork in the road moment of you know, where <laughs> am, I I go? am I gonna go? Am I gonna dive even further <laughs> in? Or right. Am I just going to try to pull myself out of this? Right. I think most people pull themselves out of it. Right. Um, but even the family says that, you know, some people are saying that she was like going through a real hard time. And, yeah. But the, the other people are saying there was no indication of that whatsoever.
1: Exactly. So. so and who, who at 20 years old isn't going through a hard time? Right. You don't have any money. You don't have any.
0: Yeah, she's just working at Dave and Buster's. Exactly. So and she's got this escalade. And if it's true. That uh, McNair was thinking about moving on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you're a lot dating of a married guy already, who's very public. Right. She'd had some issues with drinking and driving. I mean, who at, at the age of twenty isn't a little unstable?
0: I think the uh, driving under the influence was she had been smoking from the, the hookah.
1: Did they prove that though? I thought that she had just I don't said think that on alcohol. Okay. Yeah,
0: but still, um, yeah. So anyway, sad story. Said for everybody. Right.
1: Everybody. People who loved him, his fans, his family.
0: Right. NFL. I I wonder if there's this guy that called in. Maybe you were with me when we were listening to the radio show, but this guy that called in, he said, I think just during the uh, (laughs) preseason, every time it's second and nine. (laughs) Isn't this what he said? Like second and nine, they should just throw the ball in honor of Steve (laughs) McNair. And all the the guys working at the station were like, okay. It just got quiet.
1: They were like, thanks for the suggestion. Yeah, that was a good suggestion. And he goes, or not. Not. (laughs) But it is kind of funny, all the people that come out of the woodwork that need to tell, feel the need to express their opinion on this. Yeah.
0: Especially people who are just extremely judgmental. He got what he deserved. Right. I think this is when your past experiences are coming up when you voice opinions like that.
1: Exactly. And that's what I think for everybody, there's a lesson to be learned. Like, how are you living? Like, if you died today, what would your mom think of you? That's my biggest thing. Like, if my mom knew everything I was doing today, what would she think of me?
0: Right. And if
1: I died today, there would probably be some things that she'd be disappointed in. Yeah. And that's sad for me.
0: I agree. Yeah. I, I posted um, a blog entry where I just say, thanks for the memories, mm. and I put a picture of Steve McNair up, but I also wanted to say, and for the lesson. Yeah. Because I think that's, I take away something from that that I'll never forget. Exactly. So, um, and then I think it, this just comes also at the peak of a lot of deaths, because there's yeah. been a lot of uh, dying celebrities lately, and the Michael Jackson thing is still going on. I think mm-hmm. Janet, I read yesterday whatever. She's trying to get custody of the kids. Yeah. So, I don't know. And I guess his new song is out. So, this thing is going to... This is going to go on forever and ever. Did you
1: see the interview with Joe Jackson? No. Um, I think it was like... You talked to Primetime or somebody. Don't watch it. It'll make you mad. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then I guess the brothers are doing a reality show. Or they had one in the works. And so, now they're going after more money. So, I'd almost... It seems like to me. It seems like Janet may be one of the, the more Stable normal. Ones, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, but she's broken up with Jermaine Dupri.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I just said. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so now's the best time to get those. The fact that you dated days.
0: that guy for seven years. I don't know. Maybe he's <laughs> subpar producer extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs>
1: That's funny.
0: <laughs> i think we're both dealing with uh, work related issues right now
1: that's true a little buried a little yes. disgruntled right the man's getting us down
0: yeah the man
1: william and i both work for one, a one guy large conglomerate corporate conglomerate
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it's no fun no just kidding i'm totally i hate complaining about work when there are so many people that do not have,
0: have, jobs. have jobs
1: so right although i feel very very blessed well, i'm very very that, overwhelmed yeah, right think now think
0: about this the thing that's bothering us or one of the main things is the work ethic of other individuals that's true and when you think that there's so many people out there that are unemployed that would, unemployed, come in that would and do a gladly do yeah, half the their job yeah
1: it's, d- it's it's frustrating. Because I think people need to appreciate the fact that they have a job to begin with. Right. And if you don't start, you're not going to have one for much longer. You know who you are.
0: Right. <laughs> right? She says looking at me.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you totally just half-ass it all the time.
0: I do. Um, no. No. But, okay. Well, uh, before we sign off, you, mm-hmm. we had this whole discussion about you said you think there should be cussing in the was there a reason for that
1: just because i tend to i it falls out of my mouth before i know what i'm saying right okay before we started this podcast we had several conversations about we were kind of researching different types of podcasts like what we wanted to do and william asked me if if i thought there should be cussing if if i thought if we wanted to cuss on our podcast which apparently I don't know puts us in some other genre or something. Genre,
0: right? Well, yeah. Well, the genre would be the same, but then I'd have to say, you know, You'd explicit s- language on oh. the uh, iTunes thing.
1: And here's the thing: like, I like. I don't like to. I've just become conditioned to it. As much as I realize, I sound like an absolute arse and sailor. It just falls out of my mouth.
0: Right. Plus, we kind of discovered that the podcast. Flows a lot better when we're just talking like we usually talk to one another. Exactly. Which, which is, is full of degrading and pro- foul language. Profane. profane. Exactly. Ra- racial epithets.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Homophobic zeal.
1: <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You are quite the wordsmith today. Uh, right? Yeah, well. So. After I vetoed cussing, because I the first thing I thought was, what if my mother listens to this? And I thought, well, Emily, you actually cuss around your mother too. Now you've just completely lost any filter that you ever had. Right. Then I dropped a few bombs in the middle of our podcast, and William promptly called me out on it. Yeah. So I just I just bad. changed my mind. Yeah, yeah. If it works for me, and I
0: don't, I, don't, I wouldn't want to go into this thinking my mom's going to be listening to this every week, because then you feel very stifled. Right. Right. So. So I can't talk about anal sex if I don't <laughs> know my mom is listening.
1: Really, we're going to talk about anal sex
0: eventually. It's on, it's on deck.
1: Yeah. We need to lube up our listeners.
0: listeners for that. All right, prepare we're yourselves, listeners.
1: Um, so, what, what was the point of bringing that up? Because we're gonna, letting people know we're going to start cussing. Well, just
0: that uh, it's a possibility that certain language could be used in the future. Yes, and so
1: if you have small children or. Elderly people with you, which actually I thought that we defined our listeners as being either really young or really really old when right. we were on our first podcast. We did, so so,
0: just and neither one of that of those uh, of those of that demographic is listening.
1: Not that we're aware.
0: No, well, we need some indication that somebody's out there. I'm begging.
1: Otherwise, it's like Will Smith and. I am am legend. legend.
0: It's just me and Emily and a cat.
1: Yeah. Sitting on a pier somewhere. (laughs) Sending out a radio broadcast.
0: Right. And even the cat is done with this now. (laughs) Usually he interferes and now he's just curled up in a ball and sleeping. (laughs) Emily's punching the microphone. (laughs) All right.
1: So thank you, those of you who've listened. You who have listened. One person.
0: Yes. You, if you happen to be going on a trip soon... Maybe you could. Tell you us about homeless them. person, you. <laughs> you we hope that you person. have a wonderful trip. Absolutely. Please stay in kind. We have a friend that li- that we know listens to the show. Yeah. Actually, it's Emily's friend. I've never met this person. Well, you can call her. So it friend. could be uh, an imaginary <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> The one email that we received we received from this person could actually be from Emily. It's true. Yeah. I- <laughs> but we we have uh, decided that um, maybe when this this person is going on a European trip,
1: mm-hmm. maybe indefinite it, European trip,
0: right? It would be nice if she could uh, drop us postcards. Either that is a good idea. Snail mail or electronic postcards, and we'll maybe we could create a map or something. We'll put little pins in it. Mm-hmm. And we'll say that. Can we say her name?
1: Yeah, her name's Kate. Kate. Kate from Baltimore. We'll call her Baltimore Kate. Baltimore Kate. And she, um, she is going on a European adventure, basically dropping herself in, uh, I believe she lands in London in about a week and a half or so. And from there, she is literally playing it by ear. She has no plans. She's got a bunch of money and a bunch of uh, travel vouchers. So she's going to be traveling by train, plane, and automobile.
0: Okay. A bunch of money, a bunch of travel vouchers. hope she has a lot of prophylactics <laughs> European I man. knew you were going to say well, that. Well, we want Kate to...
1: We want Kate to have an enjoyable experience.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, uh, we'll try to get this show, we'll get this show published before mm-hmm. Kate leaves so she can hear our suggestions and the mm-hmm. fact that we would like to hear from her. Absolutely. And when when, and if she ever comes back, maybe I'll get to meet this illustrious Kate. Uh, illustrious Kate. Or well, we could go out there and meet That's her. That's right. Yeah. So we will uh, we had a good time this week, mm-hmm. and we'll talk to you guys next week.
1: So long. Bye. Before leaving, make sure you have all of your personal belongings. Use caution when opening the overhead bins, as items may have shifted during the flight. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.